Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. That is a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com, is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 37. The topic this week is Say Yes Boldly. And my guest this week is G. Brian Benson. Brian's mission is to wake up the world with conscious, thought-provoking media that inspires. In 2008, Brian followed a hunch and left his family business, stepping into the unknown. Ever since inspiration has followed, letting intuition be his guide, he began to step out of his comfort zone and unexpected paths and talents started to emerge, such as writing, acting, and crafting stories. Tapping into this emerging creativity, Brian began his own hero's journey of self-realization and growth, which continues to influence his empowering and inspiring books, films, and presentations. Brian is an award-winning and number one best-selling author, radio host, actor, filmmaker, and TEDx speaker. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hey, Trina. Hello. Good to be here. I am so glad you're here. Um, You are like my twinsy, I guess I can say (laughs) that. Um, Just looking at your bio, your author, an inspirational speaker, filmmaker, you're in media, you're a radio personality, you are doing a lot of stuff and things that correlate with what I'm doing. So I was very excited to, you know, talk to you about what you do. But before we get into all those particulars, um, I see that you had, you were part of your family's business and you stepped out of that to pursue your passion and your intuition. Tell me about that. Sure. So 10 years ago, I had been running my family business, which was a golf center up in Salem, Oregon. It was a driving range, a retail store and a nine hole par three course. And I just, you know, and I also kind of grew up working there as well. And I just started kind of feeling like I wasn't growing there anymore. And that I was supposed to kind of maybe do something else with my life, although I had no idea at the time what it was. And I just you know, I kind of felt like I had a gift inside of me that wanted to come out and I didn't know how to release it, but I knew I needed to try. So I had a chat with my dad and he was understanding. And, and that was the kind of the beginning of, of this, this journey I've been on the last 10 years. I honestly didn't know that I would be doing any of what I'm doing now. Um, the thing that kind of got the ball rolling was when, uh, after we had that chat, uh, we decided to sell the business. And so instead of being able to kind of leave on, you know, 
on a little sooner sooner track that I that I wanted to do, I had ended up having to stay an extra year, and because we decided, you know, to list it and go through that whole process. And so, oh, for me, it was a blessing in disguise because there was a point about halfway through that last year where I was just just raring to go and. I just thought maybe why don't you just sit down and try to write down five things that you know that can maybe help you find some balance during this period. And so that's what I did. I just wrote down five little things. And whenever I started to feel kind of out of whack, I would, I would make sure that I was doing them. And, and it helped me so much so that my intuition was screaming, expand the list and, and write a book. And I had never written anything really ever before, but I just kind of honored it and it it poured through me and and I wrote it in about a month and a half and I self-published it. And right at the end of leaving the business, the book came out and um, it ended up winning a couple of awards, which really shocked me. Number one, I mean, I didn't sell a whole lot of copies initially because I didn't know how to market a book 10 years ago. And uh, I was also really terrified to speak in front of people. But that book was kind of the thing that got the ball rolling in this in the direction that I that I headed. Wow! So <laughs> tell me tell me more about your journey. But before you mm-hmm. go into that, so you said you and your father sat down and had a talk when you said, "Okay, I want to leave the family business." Yeah. And then you guys decided to sell it. Was that something that was? going to be on the table anyway, but why, why did you sell the business? No, it's just, he, he was in it. He had, he was in the insurance. Um, he was in the insurance business. And so the golf center was kind of a side thing for him and I ran it. And so we made decisions together and, you know, he, he loves golf. He grew up, you know, he, it was just really something that was in his heart. And, and, and so he kind of enjoyed kind of being able to do that from the side a little bit. But once I, he just, you know, once he knew that I was going to leave, it was a it was a lot of work. I mean, we had you know a lot of, a lot of grounds to have to you know be taken care of, and I mean you know we obviously had some some people to help us do what we were doing, but it was just a lot. And he just decided that you know since I was going to be leaving, that it might just be easier for him to 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 to, to move it. And so you know it was just, that's what we did. So it was not on the table prior. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That's understandable. Yes. So tell me about this journey of yours, because you said in the process of basically um, reflecting on what you wanted to do with your life, Mm -hmm. um, you decided to write a book and tell me about that and, and just hold your whole journey from then to now. Sure. So, so when the book came out, you know, it was just, it's called Brian's list, 26 and a half easy to use ideas on how to live a fun, balanced, healthy life. And when it came out, I, you know, I wanted to obviously share its message, but I was, I was terrified to speak in front of people. And so after I had won the, that, those awards, I just kind of, you know, I just intuitively felt like if I'm going to get this out there, out there, I'm going to have to overcome that fear. And so um, right after the book came out and right after I left the business, I moved to Reno, Nevada um, from Salem. My son lived about 30 miles away in Northern California, and he was just entering high school. And so I wanted to be near him during that period. And I also just started to kind of reinvent myself down there. But um, to overcome my fear of speaking, I, I just <laughs> dove into it. It was, it was not easy, but I, I dove into a couple of community college speech classes. I did Toastmasters for about a year. 
I hired someone to co-host an internet radio show with me that had been doing it for a while. I created an interactive workshop based on my book, figuring I was being kind of clever uh, by making it interactive, you know, figuring I wouldn't have to talk the whole time, but it actually worked out better that way, uh, that it was interactive. And then I also started uh, taking an acting class, just all these intuitive hunches started popping into my head on different ways to maybe um, just confront being in front of folks. And as I started doing all these things, other, other opportunities and synchronistic events started happening. And I just, oh, to take a half a step back when I was three years old, I told my mom I was put here to inspire people. And so she reminded me after the book came out and I'm going, whoa, you know, and so I just kind of started assuming that I was going to head in the direction of maybe writing more books and hopefully, you know, starting to become a bit of a little bit of a, an inspirational speaker or what have you. And so that also kind of fueled my drive as I was stepping out of my comfort zone, um, dealing with some of my fears and, you know, just one thing led to another, um, as far as the acting goes, I had never planned on acting either. And after taking the class, I didn't really think much more of it. But a few weeks after that, I had a dream that popped into my head about a little story about a street guitarist. And when I woke up, I just I felt really powerful, so much so that I felt like I better write this down. And so I did. And a little bit after that, I met a young filmmaker in Reno, um, kind of happen chance, but you know. Um, and, and I said, hey, I've never acted before. I've never made a short film, but I think I have a pretty good idea. You want to do this with me? And he said, yes. And so I found myself very shortly thereafter filming this little short film that's about eight and a half minutes long called Guitar Man that I wrote and acted in with the help of Michael Sweeney, the young filmmaker. And it just really made me feel alive and really i really felt empowered i'd never played guitar in front of anybody before prior to that i was a closet guitarist and here i was doing it on film and i was able to put a lot of really you know a lot of positive messages into, into this little short film and when it came out it just it just woke me up in a whole different way um i think initially after i wrote my first book i kind of felt like I would kind of head down that direction. But after I did the film, I realized that there's a lot of different ways to put out positive, inspirational, thought-provoking media. And so, you know, somebody else saw that and gave me the lead in their short film, which was a really great message. And the, and the lead actress in that is 83 now, and she's been an actress her whole life and lived in LA and we just kept in touch. And, you know, six years ago, I felt like I was supposed to move here. And I ended up renting a studio apartment attached to her house for the first two and a half years. So it's just interesting looking back at all the, you know, how everything's connected. And just by following my intuition and trusting that one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, um, you know, as I, as I continue to step out of my comfort zone and trust those, those hits. You know, I really love that you said that because oftentimes if we do step out of that comfort zone, we'll see how mm -hmm. doors just start to open. And it's up to mm -hmm. us to decide to walk through that door if we're going to either be afraid or what. And it's funny because you said you were, you know, terrified to 
speak in front of people, but it led you to so many things down the road. I, I mean, <laughs> what were you thinking yeah. when you were going through this process? Because you, you know, you said you took, you know, college courses and you work with Toastmaster, things like that to help you get over your fear, but it led to such mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. amazing and, and bigger path than probably what <laughs> you were thinking. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly didn't really know. I mean, I know it probably looked odd and a bit, um, just odd for, to the to the typical outsider as far as like the route that I was taking and you know what 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 was I doing what are you doing for money et cetera et cetera I just I just knew that I was supposed to do these things even though they didn't necessarily make sense and in hindsight looking at everything all these different things that I did they got me to where I'm at now and they also helped me solidify my foundation they helped me gain confidence they helped me learn how to. Uh, you know, love and accept myself on a deeper level. They, they taught me, you know, a, a variety of, of, of little mini educations, whether it was, you know, in the studying of the classes here in LA, the acting classes, it, you know, taught me how to like, just be able to open up and feel more. It taught me how to be in front of a camera. All these different things just have been preparing me to do what I'm doing on a bigger scale. And I guess, internally I probably subconsciously knew that and that was what was driving me but like intellectually it wasn't quite there it was just it was just I was just trusting my 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 gut and just going with the flow and I was having fun and feeling alive because I was doing all these things that were brand new to me and I never really tapped into my creative abilities before I didn't really even know I had the ones that I'm you know that I've been able to share recently and so everything was new. It was exciting. It was I was I was just seeing the world with new eyes, and so I just kept 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 heading in that direction. Okay, so let's talk deeper about that about intuition yeah. because I'm I'm big on intuition. Have yeah. you always been the person who said, you know what, this is what my gut is telling me, so this is the <laughs> way I'm going to go? Or how did you get to that point? Because sometimes it takes us a minute to get to that point. Of course. I think a little bit, yes and no. I mean, I think, you know, there are some times looking back where I, I definitely trusted my intuition. Um, well, I hurt my knee while I was in college playing mud football with a bunch of friends pretty bad. And I, you know, wasn't sure what it was going to be like after I got out of, you know, the, the, the rehab and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've been very active in high school, played a lot of sports. And you know, that was being active was very important to me. So while I was, you know, going through that process, it was very, it was very depressing. And a couple of buddies of mine had done a short triathlon the summer before. And I thought, wow, that sounded really interesting. This is way back in 1987 when triathlon was still fairly new. And I thought, okay, I'm going to set a goal to get myself in shape and get my knee healthy again and do a short triathlon. And a year later, I, I got into a race and I did it and it made me feel empowered and alive, just like all this other stuff that I've been talking about has. And it just kind of gave me a confidence in a way that I hadn't really, um, you know, experienced confidence. And, and I ended up doing four more races that summer and I did 10 the summer after that. And so, and then, you know, I ended up doing over 50 races, including four Ironman. It just became a, a way of life for me. But, but ultimately, I intuitively felt like I was supposed to step into that 
And I even wrote a, my very first poem, and it's, it's not very good, called The Triathletes, about someone finishing an Ironman race. And I wrote it before I ever did my, my short one. So I, in some ways, I think I felt guided to do that. And, um, and I, you know, in some ways, probably in turn, visualized and manifested those experiences. So that was, that's an example of trusting my intuition at a younger age. Um, you know, but there's times like, you know, I think we all don't listen to it and we, we stay in our head too much and it causes us some, some grief, some temporary, some a little bit longer, whether it's, you know, staying in the rela- a certain relationship too long or what have you. But there's definitely been times where I haven't followed it. But, but anymore, the more self-aware I become, and um, during my, on my self-growth process, I, I'm really, really able to trust it most of the time. And it, and it impacts my decision-making. Yes. I, I'm loving this conversation. Mm. So self-awareness, how, mm. how did you get there? Because I think we all have self-doubt at times and, Sure. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think we are just at the place where we're just so confident. I think we arrive at that place if we ever get there. How did you get to be at the place where you are happy with you and happy with yourself and your decisions and all those things? Well, you know, it's just a process and it's it's a journey. You know, for me, I think it's, it's interesting looking back at my very first book being the balance book. And, you know, obviously I felt like that was kind of a gift. You know, I, I don't know. For me, I think intuition is just our guidance from God, spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And, and it's our duty if we really want to live our, our most fulfilled and impactful life is to, to, to trust it. And so I was given, you know, this, you know, the, the balance idea or what have you. And so that it's no accident looking back that I learned 10 years ago before I really began this journey, what threw me out of balance, what kept me in balance and learning how to become kind of hyper aware of that, which in turn helped me solidify and develop a really strong routine of becoming more self-aware. And so everything that I've created has just been an extension of my self-growth process. So when people ask me, you know, how do you do it or what should I do? I always just say, start working on yourself start shining some light on those fears, start shining some light on those uncomfortable places. Because the more you do that, the the lighter you'll begin to feel, the more self-aware you'll become, and the the better choices you can make. uh, You know what I mean? And and so the more self-aware you you can become, just the easier it gets. And and to to answer the second part of your question, the more self-aware I became and the more that I really started understanding myself, I think I was able to also begin to love and accept myself more. And, and I think the more that one can do that, just everything starts to fall into place. You start releasing a lot of the weight that you've been carrying of trying to be someone that you're not or, or filling the voids in ways that, just waste time and energy. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways that we can, that we do that. Um, and so, 
you know, just start working on yourself. That's what I always tell people, you know, and, and it, there is really no recipe other than just be honest and, and dive into those areas where, you know, you could improve or, or, or where you know that you maybe have some things to, um, to look at and to, you know, get honest with. And it's not easy. I mean, there's some tough stuff, you know, that we, that we all have to deal with from, you know, from our experiences. Oh, I, I totally agree. And it's, it's funny you say that because a <laughs> few years back, I did the same thing what you were saying. I started yeah. getting in touch with myself and um, going through my personal development and deciding who I really was and what I wanted my footprint here in this world yeah. to be. And of course, it is not easy. And I, I, I'm totally, I'm there with you. What was the thing that mm. led you to that point? As far as um, wanting to start to just wanting to take a closer look and, and just really start to, to be the best version of myself. Yes, yes. Well, I think in some ways it's always kind of been instilled in me. You know, I, I remember doing some reading early on and um, high school and, you know, just out of college and, and being kind of attracted to some self-help books and um, taking some classes. It's interesting when I was in grade school in the um, probably in the mid late seventies, my parents, I don't know why they did this. They had me listen to some affirmation t- cassette tapes. <laughs> so I would just go into the, the living room, turn the lights off and just, you know, put on these affirmation cassette tapes. And so, I don't know, I've always just kind of been um, interested in trying to be the best version of myself. And it really didn't, you know, uh, kick in until the last, I mean, I don't know, I've always been curious. I've always been curious. I think my mom reminded me not too long ago also when I was little, the only word that ever came out of my mouth was why. Why this? Why that, mom? Why you know? So I've always been curious, and I think that curiosity, coupled with I think that internal um, knowing of what my life's mission is, has just put me on this path of trying to be the best version of myself, so I can just be the best example for other people that I can be. Because I really don't ever try to tell anybody what to do. I just try to share. Because I've been blessed in a lot of different ways, you know, with some of the things I've done. But I've had to work very hard at at overcoming my own, uh, you know, things to, to get where I'm at. And so I've done the work and, and I just want to share to help other people start doing their work so that they can really start to feel more empowered and alive. Mm. Um, just, that was beautiful. Just, I love Thank it. You. I love it. Thank you. Now, Thank you. I want to ask you this question because I'm always curious about this, um, especially since I've taken that journey as well with myself. Yeah. Yeah. When you're when you decide to say, OK, I want to be the best version of myself and you start reflecting and you start saying, OK, this is what I want to do, who I want to be. You start changing some things in your life, maybe mm-hmm. um, changing friends. Tell mm-hmm. me about mm-hmm. the things that you've gone through to get to the point where you are now. I mean, was it difficult? Did you have to let some friends go? How did people act towards you once you finally decided, you know what? This is my passion and this is my path. Talk a little bit about that because I think, because um, you don't do anything in a bubble. Right. And a lot of times you may have friends or family that are there and support you. And a lot of times they may not. And they may say, oh, you know what? I like the old Brian better. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like this new Brian. 
Well, I was pretty lucky in that. I mean, I had pretty good friends and, and I don't, I mean, yes, as, as we learn and grow and, and there's some people that just maybe aren't on the same path of growth as we are. And, and they, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of get just left behind. And it's not like we're wanting to leave them behind. It's just that as our vibration grows and we just, we want to, you know, not surround ourselves with, with maybe some of the negativity that potentially brought, or just, you know, some of the, some of the stuff they're stuck with, we have to move on. And that doesn't mean you just, you know, kick him to the curb. You know, we still are, you know, try to be loving and friends and what have, have you know, what have you, but uh, as you grow, you're going to probably outpace some people and that's just the way it is. But as, but you'll also meet new people that will challenge you and match where you're at and, and inspire you to keep even going further. So I haven't, I was lucky. I, you know, I, I've had pretty good friends and I still have a lot of the same friends from high school and college and they were good people. And, um, I haven't really had a lot of resistance as far as from family or friends, as far as like, you know, are you nuts? What are you doing? You know what I mean? What's <laughs> some of the choices I made? I'm sure my mom probably <laughs> wishes I'd probably make a little bit more money or whatever, but you know, I'm not doing what I do for the money. It's just, it's, it's my path. And, you know, it'd be great to start having it become monetized in a, in a different way. Just so, cause I know I could do a lot more cool things with it, but, but, uh, you know, they're supportive. I, I know they're proud of me. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think the people that are closest to us uh, sometimes look at us a little differently because they know us through everything that we've gone through and our <laughs> our worst moments and when we were knuckleheads or butts or you know what I mean. And and so I think you know, um, yeah, I think they 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 they're, they're I know that they're proud of me. My brother is my biggest my biggest inspiration and he, he really loves what I'm doing. He, he's gone through a lot of troubles and, and experiences. And, and so, um, I don't know, you know, I just to take a half a step back, I know some of the things that I've learned, you know, right when I was racing in triathlons, I, I really learned how to take care of my body. And that's such an important thing as far as, you know, self awareness and self growth goes too, because, what we put into our body makes such a difference with our energy. And if you know, your energy is not up there, then you're not going to want to do anything else. And so when I was racing, I ate pretty healthy. And so I still take care of myself. You know, I'm not as, I'm not as precise as I used to be, but I still need to get a little bit of movement in my life uh, every day, whether it's going to the gym or going for a hike or just riding my bike. I certainly don't train like I used to, but, but having that knowledge, um, as well from an early age, really, in addition to my balance, you know, uh, book, that's really helped me just stay more on task, if that makes sense. Uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, as you, as you are going through your journey, was there ever a time, because being a triathlete and doing all that mm -hmm. you've done, was there ever a time where you wanted to quit or you, you know, you looked at yourself and go, what am I doing? <laughs> the triathlon's not so much, but some of this stuff, absolutely. I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, we, we talked, we're talking about stepping out of our comfort zones a little bit. I mean, that first part of with all the speaking and those things, that was not easy. And, but I just knew that I was supposed to do it. So I trusted and I, and I endured some of those embarrassing moments and I, it, you know, 
but when I moved to LA, it, it, it kind of got ramped up to a whole new level because as I started going to auditions and really exposing myself in a different way, that was not easy either. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think they say the average of, of booking an audition is one out of 75 times. So I've gone to hundreds of auditions and been told no. And, and if you're, if you're not, you know, in a place of really kind of just self-acceptance and whatever, it can really beat you up. And, you know, in, in acting classes, you know, I've met a lot of people on, and there's you know, a lot of wonderful people trying to do the same thing that I'm doing that maybe aren't as self-aware and, and they really just, they're struggling with maybe the pressure they're putting on themselves to make their dreams happen. And, uh, you know, and I've done that at different times too. I mean, let me give you an example. So since I already kind of felt like I had an idea where I was headed since I told my mom when I was three that I was kind of put here to do what I'm doing, every time I released a project or a book, I kind of was wondering in the back of my mind, is this the thing that's going to spring me a little bit bigger? <laughs> and which, you know, in turn, maybe I had my expectations set too high on a particular thing instead of really just enjoying the process of creation and, and sharing it and trusting it would reach whoever it was supposed to reach. I got really bummed out and depressed for a little while after each thing that I, that I put out there. And I realized that I was just kind of going from one thing to another instead of really savoring the moment and really just enjoying the journey. I know it's so cliche. Everybody says it, but I was not having fun probably for the first four or five years, uh, six years of, of doing what I'm doing because I put too much pressure on myself. And I finally just kind of came to this place after I released my first kid's book um, it even hit number one on Amazon in its category for a couple of days. And then I was depressed for a week. I, I, could, I just told myself, if this is, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm not happy if, if, if it's going to continue to be like this. So I really tried to change my attitude about um, my approach and just, just um, the results. And, and I've definitely been able to uh, enjoy the process a lot more. And I think also kind of take some of that control out of my hands. Cause I mean, the more we try to control just the less fun anything is. And, and, you know, spirit doesn't want us to control, it wants us to trust. And, and so I, everything that I did to get myself here initially was just through trust. And so, you know what, I got to get back to the way that I was doing it early on. Uh, if that makes sense. And so now I just happily expect the unexpected and, and, you know, just keep, just keep, you know, just trying to have fun and really just genuinely connect when I'm with people and, and just let it be what it's supposed to be. I'm glad you said that because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've listened to you and like you said, it sounds cliche, but you do have to follow the process. Yeah. And that's something that, I kind of had to learn the hard way because I'm a control type A <laughs> <Yeah>. person. <laughs> and and you do, you find that when, like you say, you were expecting this and then you got disappointed when that didn't happen. And I think that that's um, something that we all do. And I know I've done it as well because you go, oh, wow, mm. this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then it doesn't. And then you're going, <laughs> oh. But I'm, I'm thinking if we just do what, we're led to do and and not have any expectations as far as oh well this is going to be great 
you know, you open yourself up to allow whatever's going to come in to come in. Yes. And, you know, also, Trina, looking back, I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready when, when these things happened. But had, you know, had I got what I wanted at that time in my life, it wouldn't, it, I, you know, I don't think it would be as good as it is going to be, you know, after really solidifying my foundation and getting that place of really being comfortable and confident and loving with myself. Uh, it would have been, it, I probably would have crashed and burned. <laughs> yes, you know, and that's, that is so important. I had more seasoning to do. Yes, I'm so <laughs> glad that you said that because oftentimes we look at things and we go, well, I wanted to do this 10 years ago and how come that didn't happen? And mm-hmm. and then we get into the, the, the regret and the blame and going, well, <laughs> if this had to happen when I was 20, I wouldn't have had to go through X, Y, Z. But what I found with my life is even good, bad, and different. The things now that I've done myself work and I look back, I'm going, you know what? That was not a, such a great thing I went through, or that was a bump in the road. But yeah. I'm thinking it all set me up. It was all a stepping stone to get to where I am now, because like you, I had the change mindset and change career type of thing. And stepping out of um, comfort zone, if I had to stay where I was comfortable, I would have continued doing that. Mm-hmm. But because I stepped out of my comfort zone to do something else, it led me to the point to said, okay, this is not what you're sh- you should be doing. And this is where your passion really is, which has led me to where I am today, the podcast, the speaking and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, it's very important. And, and I, and at the beginning I did, I looked at it as, you know, why did, <laughs> why did I do this? I was, I was at this point and I was happy and I was content and I was comfortable and something said, yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> Cause yeah, well, it's just, it's, uh, it can be real easy for, I know a lot of folks just get into that, that, that mode of just kind of, you know, it, it's comfortable and there's not a lot of stress and, and that's fine, but I just, I want more. I know that there's, I'm capable of more and I want to be able to share more. And so I just, I had to, I had to go down that road less traveled, you know, like yourself and, and um, still not, it's still evolving. You know, I, I, I have some ideas of what's going to happen. I mean, I'm gonna, I feel like I will still continue to do a little bit of everything, but um, I'm just, I've gotten to a place of just being comfortably, um, mm, Comfortably uncomfortable. I don't know if that's the right ways. Just, just you know, it's not pushing anymore. I'm just, I'm still moving forward. I'm still being proactive, but I'm not pushing. I'm not. I'm allowing, and and I'm you know just letting letting the synchronicities occur, letting the the chance occurrences happen, letting the the person I need to meet to get to the next level pop into my life. Because everything that's happened to me, I've really it's you know I some people might call it luck, but it's not. I mean, I've, I'm. I've been preparing myself to be ready. And, you know, I, this TEDx talk that I did kind of fell into my lap. Uh, my literary agent fell into my lap. I mean, a lot of things have happened to me because I was ready for them. I did the, the work behind the scenes, not only just with the work, but also the work on myself to be ready to, to take advantage of that. And um, so, you know, I, that's why I tell everybody to start working on yourself and just, just watch what happens. I love that. I'm, I, I can mm-hmm. talk to you 
<laughs> all day because it's I mean, I love like minded people and I'm yeah. I'm like you. I'm not finished and I I'm no. I'm striving. I'm always I want better. And um, yeah, it's funny. One of them, I have um, I don't know if you were familiar with Bishop T.D. Jakes, but one of the things he says that I've kind of taken under, you know, my wing is he says, don't put a period where God put a comma. Mm. I like that. I've never heard that before. I, I, I am familiar with him, but now that's great. I love it. Yes. And I, and I, when I, when he said it, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I said, oh my goodness. Yes. There's, there's so much more to me mm. and I'm not done. There's so, if there's so many levels. And like you said, you're, you, you know, this thing led to that thing led to that thing. But oftentimes what we do, we say, oh, well, <laughs> you know, I went to school to be an accountant and I'm a banker and it's <laughs> for the rest of my life. When that's not necessarily your destiny. Right, right, right. You may you may have done that or may do that for a little bit of time just to kind of develop certain skills or, you know, what have you. I mean, when I was at the golf center, you know, I was dealing with the public every day. I really had to learn. I mean, I, you know, I'm good at it, but I, I, I was just, you know, having, I was almost kind of like a bartender. People come down there for a smile and just, you know, hello and, and just a place to be welcome to go hit some balls or play or whatever, you know, and uh <laughs> Um, so I, you know, I learned a lot of skills there, um, which, you know, some are helping me now and some just, you know, aren't necessarily as important maybe for what I'm currently doing, but it doesn't matter. I needed to go through all of that to become the person that I am. Right. So let's talk, you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned how the text talk fell in your lap and your um, editor. Talk about that, especially the TEDx part, because I'm interested in that myself, because I know that's. That's a process. They don't just accept anyone. Right. So about five years ago, I I was here in L.A. And a gentleman called me up out of the blue who I met briefly when I was in Reno. And he just said, hey, I'm, I'm living in L.A. now and I'm going to be curating a TEDx event. And, and I remembered you and I thought that you might be a good addition. Would you like to do it? And I, you know, uh, I just like this, you know, just gulped and I said yes. And so I had three months to put a talk together and, and get it ready. And, and uh, I just trusted that I would be ready, just like a lot of other things, you know, whether stepping into the un- uncomfortableness of a triathlon, you know, am I going to be able to do all of this? You know, I just I just gulped and said yes. And, and that's one of the chapters in my new book, Boldly Say Yes. So, you know, for me, I just that's what happened. And I very proud of how it turned out. It was called uh, Be Yourself to Free Yourself with the subtitle of Finding Your Personal Freedom. And I just shared uh, my journey of uh, the last, of uh, the first six years of uh, the last 10 years, because I, I did it four years ago. And I wove my story through five points that I learned and utilized. And uh, the first point was listen to your intuition and be open to whatever comes your way. The second was to step out of your comfort zone. The third was stay in life balance. The fourth was have fun and enjoy the ride. And the fifth was there are no rules, expect the unexpected. And and so that's kind of how it turned out. I mean, I would, like I said, it was, it was just a blessing and um, a really good opportunity. Yes, it was scary, but it, it, it turned out all right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm loving this. Say yes <laughs> boldly. I love that. And yeah. And your book, you know, your talk, it's everything that you said, there your your point, 
that's life. Yeah. It's, it's life. Oh my goodness. It's, you can use it for anything. You know, it's just, I think we can really do ourselves a big, big service if we can just let go of some of our expectations and just be a little fluid and flexible. What happens? Because it'll, it'll allow, because, you know, some of those things are going to happen either way, but if we're really stiff and rigid and just like fighting it the whole way, it's going to suck. But if you're, if you're fluid and, you know, you're kind of uh, flexible with it and, and just say, okay, I can do this, you know, and it just, it'll make that experience a little bit easier and a little more palatable, potentially, whatever we're talking about. But um, it, that's, that's what's worked for me. It just let go of some of that control. <laughs> wow. And before we go into the questions, I just, I want to yeah. know, as each door was opening for you. Did you did you see it at that point? Did you realize what was happening, or was it until you took that step back and you started reflecting that you said, "Oh my God, you know, I I did TEDx talk, and then this thing happened, and then this thing happened." Well, that's funny. Uh, you know, there's a part of me that's pretty even keel. I don't get too high or too low, <laughs> and so I think I and because of that. Um, because of that, and also because of that part of me that I mentioned a little bit earlier that I, I wanted to improve, that part of me that just kind of kept going from one experience and project to another, I never really learned how to celebrate my wins and give myself a pat on the back. And so I'm trying to do more of that now. So when I, to answer your question, you know, um, yeah, I was definitely proud of having done one, and it filled me with some you know, it made me feel empowered and alive and confident. And, but yet there was still part of me that was still fighting with, you know, am I enough? You know, am I worthy and all that kind of stuff, you know, cause I was, you know, we all work on that and, and I've had to work on that just like everybody else. So, uh, um, I think for me, it's more looking back cause I didn't really look too closely at the moment it's looking back as going damn i did all that stuff i mean i, I look at all the things that i've done I, and i don't really i feel like i've lived many lifetimes and i guess part of me just um i haven't really let some of us sink in still <laughs> wow yeah yeah i i'm wow i like i said i can talk to you forever because there's just such, like I said, just being like-minded. It's so nice to meet people like that. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Well, mm-hmm. we're at the part of the show where I'm going to go into my 10 questions. Yeah. Okay. So let's get those rolling. All right. Who or what motivates you? <sighs> I think I'm pretty lucky and that I'm pretty self-motivated and I have a really strong internal drive because I feel like I know what I'm supposed to do this go around. And so that kind of pushes me. Okay. What demotivates you? Mm. Boy, what demotivates me? (sighs) I think probably some of, sometimes I'll get my, you know, some of my own fears will pop up and maybe I'll temporarily kind of get a little discouraged. And, um, I know that also when I'm not able to do stick to my routine, you know, a little bit of movement and, and eating healthy, that throws me out of whack. Uh, like when I went on vacation last week to visit my family, I probably ate some things that I don't normally eat. And, and because of that, I didn't feel as good. And, you know, I wasn't able to be as, you know, to move as much. And, and you know, I, I realize that's going to happen sometimes. I need to be flexible. However, it really does play an important part for me to, to stay motivated and kind of just a little more high energy. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked mm. for your good? Wow. Well, in high school, when I was a junior, um, or no, excuse me, a sophomore, I played on the JV baseball team and there was just a couple sophomores and the rest were guys that are a year older. And one of them thought I looked like a monkey. And so he and four of his buddies started calling me monkey all the time, whatever they saw me in school or at practice. And it crushed me. And I, I didn't, I'm still, there's part of, there's a part of me that hasn't really probably felt attractive ever since, you know, 30 years ago. And so I've had to really work on that and, um, kind of work through that. And, uh, you know, I, I talk about it a lot now and, and I, I, you know, it's, it probably stunted my, my uh, ability to step into that self-love and acceptance. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. What is your fear? Of not, of not realizing what I was put here to do. Hmm. <laughs> That's what drives me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Mm. Wow. Probably. I don't know if anything's popping into my head. I mean, let's see. Wow. I can't think of anything, honestly, right now. Um I'm sorry. I, there's, you know, I also kind of feel like everything has happened for a reason for the most part, but yeah, there's probably some times where I would have, would have rather taken a different route, but I just can't, nothing's popping in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the, the converse of this. Uh, is there a time <laughs> that you wish you had not done something? Mm. Sure. I mean, there's been some times when I probably, when I was a little younger and I didn't treat my siblings as well as I should have. And I feel bad about that. And, you know, certain things that probably when I wasn't as self-aware and, and uh, you know, just some way that I probably, I mean, I feel like for the most part, I've been a good person from all my life. But I mean, there's probably a few times where I, I, yeah, I just regretted maybe how I handled a relationship or something. Sure. Okay. What is your definition of success? It just keeps changing. You know, initially it's, it's that whole, you know, American dream of, of having a good job and making a lot of money. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I still do want to monetize what I'm doing in a, in a much bigger way and get, get, get my work out there and continue to grow in that realm for sure. But I think ultimately anybody who really just is able to look themselves in the mirror and just tell them that they love, they love themselves and, and really just be open to the self-growth process, that's someone who's successful. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can be successful. I even have a jar, a mason jar that I put little slips of paper in there every day that, you know, like when I do something, whether it's just going to an audition, that's successful. Having, you know what I mean? Just there's so many things. Going to the gym for some people is is a big deal and that's success. So I really, I, I'd love to get everybody to start retraining their idea of what is success. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you recharge? Mm-hmm. Well, sleep is first and foremost for me. If I get a good night's sleep, then anything's possible the next day. But uh, I'm, I'm an outgoing introvert. I'm, I'm really an introvert by nature. And so I need a lot of quiet time to refill and refuel. 
So meditation for me, I love to go hike in nature. That resets me. Um, you know, a little exercise, uh, reading. Yeah. Okay. What are you awesome at? Mm. <laughs> what am I awesome at? Uh, I think I'm very proud of the fact that I, I have stepped out of my comfort zone in a lot of different ways, and I have not been afraid to, to you know, try to become the best version of myself that I can be. Okay. And yeah. our last question is, what legacy do you want to leave? Hmm. I just want people to feel feel good after they've had, you know, after I've crossed paths with them. I just whether, you know, and if that just if that means them feeling inspired to kind of go after some of their goals and dreams, or if it just makes them feel good about themselves, or if just, you know, I just want to be known as someone who who was creative and who really wanted to help make the world a better place. Okay. So give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Hmm. You are enough just being who you are and what you have to work with. Mm. That, that says it all. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Well, tell the <laughs> listeners where they can find you on your social sure. media platforms and things like that. I have my website's G Brian Benson. Uh, it's B R I A N Benson, G Brian Benson. I go by my middle name and they can find me on all kinds of different social media places at G Brian Benson. And the new book, um, is it habits for success Great. Well, you know what? I really enjoyed speaking with you. It's, it was just Thank you. great. Um, Thank you. I was inspired as well. So, um, I look forward to us working together in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Trina. I, I, yeah, I'd love to chat more. And, and it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to rate and review Trina Talk. Also, please join me every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as I go live on Facebook and share tips to help you achieve the next level in your life. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash booktrina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.